This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Unreal, Buccaneer fans. It has happened. It has happened again. It has happened in Super Bowl 55, and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are world champs for the second time in franchise history by virtue of a 31-9 whooping of the defending champion Chiefs, who still probably don't know what hit them on Sunday night, February 7, 2021. The capper to the 2020 season, a magical run by the Buccaneers in the postseason caps off with a dominant Super Bowl performance. Welcome in here to the Nothing But Bucks podcast, a Super Bowl championship edition. Uh, It gets no better than to come in on the Monday morning after such a great night at Raymond James Stadium, the first time ever a team had played at home in the Super Bowl, and the Bucks made it count. Man, did they make it count. Tom Brady, magnificent as uh, he just lasered one pass after another, especially in the first half of that game. The defense turned it up two, three, four more notches, knocking Patrick Mahomes around, and this game will be talked about for 10 years, 25 years in Buccaneer lore, in Tampa Bay sports lore. I'll say this probably again here. Been saying it all over interviews, before the game, aftermath. Now with the Bucks Super Bowl win to have the Lightning get the Stanley Cup in September, the Rays to make the World Series in October, and now the Bucks cap off 2020. Yes, in the 2021 calendar year, but cap off 2020 by going all the way and winning the whole thing and demolishing the defending champs in a game that wasn't as close as 31-9 to would have shown, it was not that close. Probably should have been something like 45-9 to when it was all said and done with the way the Bucks dominated that game. Super blowout in Super Bowl 55, and the Bucks have the title, have their rings coming for Bruce Arians, his staff, Tom Brady, uh, who came to this team as a free agent, Rob Gronkowski, who came out of retirement, and Dominican Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul, who took less money to come back on this team. Leonard Fournette released and brought to this team to score a touchdown in each of the four postseason games. Antonio Brown added to this team midseason. He gets a ring, including a Super Bowl touchdown catch. Feel great for Levante David, who you'll hear from later in the podcast. He gets a ring after nine years in Tampa Bay. Feel great for Mike Evans, all those losing teams he's been on, and the Bucs win the whole thing. Incredible night at Raymond James Stadium, and we're ready to talk all about it. Thank you for finding me however you did so through the Buccaneers mobile app, Buccaneers.com, social media link. As we've been coming your way in the aftermath of Buccaneer games all season long, all through the postseason, what a run. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers just won their last eight games, an eight-game win streak, including four in the postseason, to close it out. We're going to go over all the nuggets. We're going to analyze. We've got highlights straight ahead. We've got post-game interviews as I talked with the winning head coach, Bruce Arians. Finally, after 40-plus years in college and pro coaching, Bruce Arians is a head coach for a Super Bowl win. He had been an assistant before on a couple of Super Bowl winning teams. But this is the first time as the head coach he got to hoist the Lombardi uh, in that north end zone last night, long about 10.30 Eastern time that was going on up on the stage. Him holding it up, Bucks ownership, Joel Glazer holding it up, uh, Tom Brady holding it up. How surreal. Brady, with six previous championships with the New England Patriots, comes to the Bucks and makes history. In his first year with his new team, wins the Super Bowl. Take that, New England. For all of the hate back in June and July 
uh, in August about, oh, the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots are going to do this. The Patriots, the Patriots didn't even make the playoffs without Tom Brady. Tom Brady wins not one, not two, but three road games in a row. And then he's throwing touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski in Buccaneers, white, pewter, and red. Phenomenal. It gets no better uh, than that. And in New England, I I would hope they're rooting for him, but I know how fans are. I've said this so many times uh, throughout this run in the postseason. And now with a championship, uh, the New England fans that have all been saying we're happy for Tommy, we're happy for Tommy. Uh, you know, we, we, he gave us so many great thrills up in, up in New England. Okay, some of the Patriot fans will still be gracious a year from now if New England is still losing uh, and Tom Brady is still winning. And by the way, every indication, especially with the way he played in this postseason, he'll be back and the Bucks are going to be the faves next year, but that's for next year. If Brady keeps winning, you don't think New England fan's going to be bitter? You don't think New England fan is going to be like the ex-girlfriend here that is seeing what's going on and how now the better life is without them. You don't think there's going to be resentment that, that, that Brady and Gronk had football left in them and could go somewhere else and win championships and didn't stay in New England and stay loyal to the Patriot way? Oh, man. Who would have paid what to set, to see Bill Belichick? Did he, did he watch? Was he secretly rooting for Kansas City last night to not make it look even worse? that Brady's not there anymore. You can't take away Belichick's Hall of Fame career, and he's got the six rings as a coach. He's a phenomenal coach. But there has been so much back and forth, so much opinion about how much of it was him, how much of it was Tom Brady. Well, we have the answer in year one about how much of it's Tom Brady. Comes to a new situation, and you can say what you want about ready-made team, but, but most guys that are the best of the best that are going to go find a new situation as a free agent like what Peyton Manning did, like what Joe Montana did before, they're going to go to a team that's already stacked in a playoff contending team and try to make it better and win the whole thing. And Peyton Manning didn't get it done the first year. He eventually got it done a couple of years later. He was injured, though, and and was it the same? Remember, he went to the bench because of injury, couldn't throw the ball as well anymore in the second half of the the Broncos' season that year. He did play in the postseason, could throw it some. They mainly ran it. They mainly played defense. That was not Tom Brady in this postseason. For the Bucks, just throwing lasers. So we've got so much to get to with the highlights. Thank you again for finding me. Uh, share this out everywhere. Uh, I know they do a great job socially promoting through Buccaneers.com, Buccaneers social uh, links off of uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, but share this out uh, through the Buccaneers uh, website. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts on Nothing But Bucks. Man, oh man. Uh, this is just, uh, it, it is adrenaline right now. Got, a, got about three hours sleep in the middle of the night after, uh, after being able to come home. How, I mean, how bizarre that the Bucks' first Super Bowl championship was in San Diego, California, 3,000 miles from Tampa Bay, all the way out on the West Coast on the California-Mexican border, right at it. And, and now you fast forward 18 years and you win a game at Raymond James Stadium and I drove 20 minutes home to my house after it was over. It's surreal, folks. Uh, and I'll give you so much more insight and analysis. And again, later on after the highlights, you'll hear from Bruce Arians, the happy head coach. You'll hear from Levante David, so thrilled to be with him. You'll hear from Leonard Fournette. Again, a touchdown in all four pro- postseason games. Thank you again, Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, some of this could not have been done without the incompetence of others. And for Jacksonville to give that guy away, 
uh, for nothing in return, just put him on waivers for whoever could go and pay him, and he played with a chip on his shoulder in this postseason, uh, played with heart, ran tough. Man, oh man, uh, for this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. You'll hear from Leonard Fournette. You'll hear from Cameron Braith, a tight end, a couple of more big postseason catches for him. Had a touchdown in that Green Bay game, had a touchdown uh, earlier in the uh, postseason against Washington, I believe, and down the stretch of the season was such a big target. Love Cameron Braden. He and Levante, again, Mike Evans, Donovan Smith, Will Golston, these are names, Ali Marpet, that were here for a lot of losing the last three, four, five, six, seven years. Cameron Brait was all the way back here in 2014 playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Levante David went through not one, not two, but three head coaching regimes where the coach was fired at the end of all of it. Stuck it out, remained loyal, signed a new contract to be here, and now gets a Super Bowl. You'll hear from those guys coming up here on Nothing But Bucks. But without further delay, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's mention what happened. Raymond James Stadium uh, was the site the first time ever that a team had hosted the Super Bowl, the Buccaneers. Uh, And again, down there at field level, just giving you some perspective, about 25,000 fans in attendance, uh, socially distanced, and then you had the cardboard cutouts of fans all over Raymond James Stadium filling up the other seats for the social distancing. So it looked it looked pretty full on TV and looking around the stadium. And there was some noise at times. But man, when the Bucks came out of that tunnel to my right, out of that Southwest tunnel, chills, folks. It was just, it was something to behold in your own home stadium to have that happen. Now the Chiefs, uh, to their credit, got a stop. I was shocked when they won the toss that Andy Reid didn't take the ball. Again, this is like what we talked about on the last Nothing But Bucks podcast when Matt LaFleur's not paying attention that the Bucks take the ball and go score the touchdown or the field goal. They had done it prior to the NFC title game, four straight games, three touchdowns and a field goal. Got a, got a straightaway touchdown right after the opening kickoff when Green Bay won the toss and gave the Bucks the ball. And Brady went and got a touchdown. That made it five straight games with four touchdowns or a field goal on the opening drive. Chiefs win the toss, and what do they do? They give the ball to the Bucs. I'm standing there going, do they not pay attention? Is Andy Reid already vapor-locking on the other sideline? Now, to his defense's credit, they got a three and out. The Chiefs got the ball. They drove down. They got a Harrison-Butker field goal, and they led 3-0. But then, but then, the Buccaneers began to click and began to make plays. And Tom Brady's making throws. And eventually they move into scoring position. And here it is for the first of two times, Brady able to hook up with Gronk. Here's the snap out of the gun. Play action fake pass to Gronkowski. He's going to score a touchdown. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Holy Gronkaboli. He breaks the record. He's got his 23rd touchdown of the postseason from Tom Brady. Oh, these are the calls of the Hall of Famer, Mean Gene Deckerhoff. What a great uh, route by Gronkowski to get open. Brady put the ball on the money, an eight-yard touchdown. That was the 23rd touchdown connection in the postseason ever for Brady and Gronkowski, breaking the Joe Montana-Jerry Rice all-time postseason record. Many postseason records were falling. 7-3 at that point. The Buccaneers in front. All right, the Bucs go back on another drive. And uh, again, Brady able to hit Mike Evans. We don't have the highlight here across the middle to get them inside the five. And then they they sputtered uh, trying to score. They did have a great trick play. Brady had previously thrown to offensive linemen. He had even thrown to Mike Vrabel, the tight end, lined up as an offensive lineman in a Super Bowl for a touchdown. 
He was looking for Joe Haig, the extra blocker, the offensive tackle in the back of the end zone, and Haig had his hands on the ball, and the Kansas City uh, defender, Hitchens, made a great play to knock it out of his hands, uh, to recover, reach up, and knock it out of his hands, or else that would have been a touchdown. So on third and goal with Vita Vea blocking, you're not able to get in. Now here was a controversial fourth and goal play, second fourth. Here's the snap, handoff, Joe. Rojo into the end zone. Is he in? Give us a sign, Mr. Referee. Give us a sign, Mr. Ref. On fourth down, it inches to the Kansas City Chiefs stopping. They did. Well, as Gene called it, you were just waiting and waiting. And the end result here is that they didn't have a conclusive angle. I was right down on the goal line, folks. And live, I saw half of Ronald Jones' body get through the goal line. Again, I'm higher on the front row of the operational zone than what the goal line uh, line judge is or the linesman is. Uh, and they didn't have a great replay on CBS to show the ball and where it was. But it's one of those that if they had called it a touchdown, there was nothing there to say that he didn't get it because half of his body's in. You just couldn't see the ball. And so the Chiefs got the break of breaks there from the, from the stripes. I don't want to hear about penalty calls in this game. The Bucs didn't get a fourth and goal because the refs on a judgment call said Ronald Jones didn't get in. I, I'm again, I'm closer than all of you that were listening. Even if you were watching on TV, you were not closer than me with their replays. Uh, I thought he was in. So a break for the Chiefs. The game remains uh, at that point 7-3, but the Bucs get the ball back. And once again, Brady goes to work. Uh, completing passes, he completed a 10 of his first 14 passes. He was on, 43 years young, still got it. Any questions, any doubts about whether Brady could still make the throws answered on Sunday night, February the 7th in his uh, 20, uh, 20th season of playing. Just incredible. And here was another touchdown. Guess who? As Brady was looking for the end zone. Here's the snap. Play action fake. Brady looking, Brady looking, looking, looking. Throws toward the end zone. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski's got two today. Yep, just stayed with it. And Rob Gronkowski made a great move to fake out the chief uh, safety that was with him. Get open. And that was two, two for two touchdowns in the first half to Gronk. And then here was a key a sequence where the Chiefs had gotten a field goal. They kicked off. They had all of their timeouts left with a minute left in the first half. And we were saying on Buccaneers Radio with Gene and Dave, uh, Dave Moore, our longtime analyst, who's now part of a Super Bowl broadcast with the Bucs, to, uh, to watch this unfold. The, 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 the motto that Bruce Arians came in the door with as a longtime coach is no risk it, no biscuit. And we saw it at the end of the first half of the NFC Championship game on the bomb to Scotty Miller. And then we saw it at the end of the first half of Super Bowl 55 at home, where with a minute left, it wasn't good enough just to get a first down and run the clock out. Let's go get points. And Brady was able to get a completion over the middle uh, for the first down. And then they uh, they called their, uh, they got the clock stopped, uh, got out of bounds and got the clock stopped. And then the long ball to Mike Evans, who was clearly tripped. Again, for all the belly aching, whining, complaining Chiefs fans, that's the Buccaneers' number one receiver. That is no different than Devontae Adams of the Packers or Michael Thomas of the Saints or Julio Jones when healthy, which isn't very often anymore, with the Atlanta Falcons go right down the list of the, of the players, the top receivers that are on any of the teams. That's the number one guy. That's their Tyreek Hill, who you're so fond of in Kansas City. And the Chiefs fans, he was no factor. 
really in this Super Bowl at all, Tyreek Hill. But that's the Bucks' number one guy. When you talk about DeAndre Hopkins or the or the top guys catching the football uh, in the NFL, Mike Evans is that guy. And when he gets tripped, which he was before he's got a chance to make a leaping play with that catch radius, his 6'5 height and his long arms, that's a penalty. And it set the Bucks up. Uh, for a great chance, and then the Bucks were going to kick that field goal earlier in the first half, and the Chiefs lined up offsides. Again, this is not the, the ref's fault. This is the Chiefs imploding. Got a personal foul after a play to keep a, to keep a drive going. And so that pass interference set up this, which was a first-and-goal situation, and Brady made him pay. Brady takes the snap. Play action fake. Looks toward the right. Throws toward the right. Caught ball. Is it a touchdown? Is it a touchdown? Yes! Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown dives low to make this catch, and the Bucs at seven. It's 20 to six. Antonio Brown gets his second postseason touchdown, got one all the way back in the Washington game. Again, there were questions as to whether he could play or not uh, with a sprained knee in the first half of the New Orleans game, didn't play in the NFC title game. How about Antonio Brown catches in, uh, catches and cashes in with a touchdown. Just incredible. I mean, that momentum swing into the locker room because you knew it was going to be a long halftime. With the weekend playing the halftime show, instead of the usual 12-minute halftime, it's going to be 27 minutes. So if you didn't do something on offense at the end of the first half and the Chiefs are getting the ball in the second half, then you knew full well it's going to be like 40 minutes or maybe longer of actual time before your offense gets out there with a TV timeout in the third quarter, etc. So uh, it was imperative, go do something before halftime. The Bucks did. 21-6 the score. Bruce Arians came over live on Buccaneers Radio. And we got to speak to him briefly before he went to the locker room. He was praising Tom Brady. I said, what's the, me- what's the message? 30 minutes ago, what's the message? And he said, we got a whole half to play. Keep doing what you're doing here. I'm paraphrasing that this, this is not over, especially with Mahomes and their mentality. And sure enough, Kansas City came out in the second half with the ball first. They drove down the field. They got a couple of runs to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the rookie running back out of LSU. They got a couple of completions to Travis Kelsey. But again, time and again, the Buccaneer defense stood tall when the Chiefs moved inside the 30 or inside the red zone. They couldn't get anything going. And uh, they they got a penalty on the Chiefs um, for holding. They backed them up. And then eventually Harrison Bucker had to settle for another field goal to make the game uh, 21-9 at that point. So they got three right away, and then the Bucks went right back to work. Opening drive of the second half, we've seen this so many times with Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians the last two years. Come out of the locker room on fire with a drive, and Brady was that guy again, uh, clicking to Leonard Fournette out of the backfield, clicking to Rob Gronkowski. I thought he was going to get another touchdown over the middle before he got tripped up. And eventually the Bucks got inside the red zone, or actually inside the 30, and that led to this. Snap, run the ball to the right, got a blonde boy to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette takes it to the house, and the Bucks lead 27 to 9. Leonard Fournette turned loose. Mean Gene Deckerhoff on the call, 27-yard touchdown run. Again, fantastic to see this guy who was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was like being released from prison to be in Jacksonville. Uh, I know they were in the playoffs three years ago with Fournette running well. I guess they forgot that when they decided to cut him uh, and get nothing in return on a bad 1-15 team. So thank you, Jacksonville, again. Leonard Fournette, four straight games with a touchdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
What an epic postseason for him. And now you knew the Bucs were just going to pin the ears back going after Patrick Mahomes. He was under siege all night, especially in the second half. Here came the Bucs front four with the pressure. Mahomes takes the snap and looks to his left, looking left under pressure. He is going to sack at the 21-yard line. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett on one side, Pierre Paul on the other, and the Bucs get to Mahomes. It's third down and long, third down and 13. Shaq Barrett got him on the ground. He almost had him on the ground earlier in the game, and Mahomes was twisting, turning, contorting to just get rid of the ball and try to avoid the sack. So Barrett got that one. And then, uh, once again, the Buck defense turned up the pressure, forcing Mahomes to throw. And here was the first takeaway of the night. Darrell Williams is the setback on the left hip of Mahomes. Third down and 13. Mahomes looking, looking under pressure. Throws the ball upfield. It is intercepted, picked off off a deflection. Bucks have the football. It's Antoine Winfield. Mike Edwards got a hand in there to bat it in the air. Antoine Winfield came down with it. First takeaway by the Bucks. They had had five in the previous two games with the Saints and the Packers. They got one off Mahomes there in the third quarter. I kept saying leading up to this game, folks, Patrick Mahomes didn't play a great game in Miami in the Super Bowl last year. He had two second-half interceptions. The 49ers had the ball twice, twice in the Super Bowl last year, Super Bowl 54, with a 10-point lead late third quarter and fourth quarter because Mahomes threw an interception. They did nothing with the ball either time. Couldn't grind the clock, couldn't score points, gave them chances. Mahomes led two touchdown drives late in the game and won the game. This was not the 49ers. This was not the come-from-ahead-to-lose mentality that Kyle Shanahan's had with the Atlanta Falcons blowing a 28-3 lead to Tom Brady and then blowing a 10-point 20-10 lead to Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter without being able to execute on offense. This team, the Bucs, did execute on offense. They moved into the scoring again. Uh, Tanner Hudson almost caught a backup tight end, caught a touchdown in the corner of the end zone, diving, couldn't do it. They tried to get the ball to Chris Godwin, couldn't quite get the feet down. Eventually, the ball snapped over Tom Brady's head. He fell on it. But that would lead to Ryan Suckup stepping in. What a money kicker this guy has been. Huge moment for him to get points in Super Bowl 55 right here. The spot at the 42-yard line. Snap a good one. Here is the kick. It's got the distance. It's got the distance. And it is good! Buccaneers get a 52-yard field goal from Ryan Suckup. And you just heard the first time in Super Bowl history that you had each kicker make a 50-plus yard field goal. Butker had made one earlier in the game for the Chiefs. Suckup makes one from 52 for the Buccaneers. 31-9. Again, the Chiefs fortunate that this was not 35-9 with the Bucs putting the game away. But turn the defense loose. Here they came after Patrick Mahomes. There was no stopping that front four with Barrett and Sue and Vita Vea and JPP. Throw in Will Golston. Throw in Rakeem Nunez-Roches, Nacho. They just got after Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes dropping again, looking, looking, looking to his right. He will be sacked. He is dropped inside the 35-yard line. Second sack of the game turned in by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What Patrick Mahomes. Again, Mean Gene loving these calls as the defense just continued to turn up the heat. The Chiefs tried again to get into scoring range, but they're stopped again here in the fourth quarter on fourth down. Fourth down and nine, dropping Mahomes. Mahomes flushed, flushed, flushed out of the pocket, still rolling, being chased by Will Golston. He is going to, oh, he's tripped up, he throws toward the end zone. It's incomplete. Knocked away, and how about Will Golston? 
defense, defense, defense from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not unlike 18 years ago and what happened with uh, Brooks and Sapp and Lynch and Rondé Barber and that D from Monty Kiffin. This defense was just on it and on it, and they capped it here in the fourth quarter with the Chiefs just trying to get a garbage touchdown down 31-9 in the final couple of moments. The Bucs said, uh-uh, not happening. And here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Those toward the end down. Battle intercepted. Picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. Devin White, what a postseason after missing the first game due to COVID-19 with Washington. Came on like gangbusters again in the Super Bowl. Ten more tackles. That interception. Devin White had a takeaway in all three games he played in the postseason, New Orleans Green Bay in this one. Ten or more tackles in every one of them. What a find for Jason Light and his staff, picking him at number five overall when a lot of other people wanted other players to be picked on offense or defense. Devin White shows up large. Tristan Wirfs, the right tackle, shows up large. Antoine Winfield uh, with that stuff. You heard uh, earlier he did get the personal foul for taunting Tyreek Hill. But, hey, Tyreek Hill was holding up the two fingers when he was catching touchdowns in the regular season game. Who got the last lap on Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs receivers? Uh, Antoine Winfield showing some swagger. Again, this Buccaneer defense gets it done. They ice Super Bowl 55 with a 31-9 win. And when it was all said and done, uh, late after this game, probably about 45 minutes after it was over, and the celebration on the field, the confetti falling, I'm going to talk more about that in a few moments. Just surreal to be down there, to see the shirts and the hats out in your own stadium, in Raymond James Stadium. Here was head coach Bruce Arians after it was done. What is going through your mind, sir, as this team, your staff, you have done it. You're the world champs. Yeah, I can't say enough about our staff, man. And uh, what a great job with the game plans they put it together, and uh, and our players. Uh, they they believe they've been believing for a long time, and uh, I'm just so happy for all of them, and so proud of all of them. We talked to you at halftime about getting that touchdown right before the half. You knew Kansas City was going to come out gunning with Mahomes. What was the difference in the second half as you contained them and held them to only three points? Yeah, just great defense, man. I think uh, Todd had an unbelievable plan of keeping them in front of us and letting our front four just get after them, uh, knowing that they could probably not block us. And uh, guys just kept getting after them, getting after them. Tom Brady found Rob Gronkowski for two touchdowns in the first half. Gronk had a big night tonight. Was that something that you felt like as a staff that was going to be there? Did the game kind of work out that way? How did it work tonight? Yeah, we felt pretty good about that. You know, uh, Gronk's been blocking his ass off and hasn't had many targets. Um, so we knew we knew he'd be open and uh, ready to roll. So uh, and he did a great job of getting open, especially that improv, you know, that one play that yeah, we had great protection. Tom had all day back there, and uh, Grant ran a corner route and then came back inside and it was a big, big, big touchdown. There is going to be so much written, so much said about this team winning the championship. Uh, at what point here, and maybe it was not until the fourth quarter tonight, but at what point did you start to sense this is a championship-caliber team? Can you just take us inside what your thinking was and, and at what point? I knew it in August. I mean, we knew we had the, the talent to do this. We just had to find the belief that we could do this and uh, and, and get it done. I mean, it wasn't always easy. 
but our guys never they never wavered in their belief that we were going to get this done. And it was just getting to the playoffs. Once we get in the playoffs, we knew they were going to be a really, really tough out. And uh, with our defense playing the way they were and Tom playing as good as he's been playing, we were going to be a tough, tough team to beat. Um, I think our guys really got tired of hearing about Patrick Mahomes being the next GOAT, and uh, especially our defensive guys, and, uh, and they came up and they stepped up. Well, speaking of the GOAT, a seventh Super Bowl win. Uh, he began the game tonight. Uh, 20 of 24. What did he do so well? So many times we've we've asked you this question. What did he do so well tonight to be that locked in? Well, yeah, I just had great protection again. I mean, it was he was uh, he was dialed in. He had two great weeks of practice. I mean, Byron had a and fantastic game plan, uh, but our guys just protected him and. Uh, once we got the running game going, we knew the whole the whole thing was going to work because the play action they couldn't stop. You know, this has just been a Hollywood last six months for the Tampa Bay sports community to have the Lightning win a Stanley Cup, the Rays make the World Series, and now you guys put together the January and the February that you have. Uh, just say something about uh, what it means to have capped this off for the Tampa Bay area with another championship, a Lombardi Trophy. City of Champions, baby. City of Champions. I just, I just wish we could have a, a huge parade for all the fans. I, I hate that all the fans couldn't be there, but I know they were in the bars and have a hell of a time tonight. And keep it going. I mean, uh, the party shouldn't stop for another week. No doubt about that. There's going to be a lot of conjecture about you and about whether or not you want to be back. I know you've been asked that before. I know it's right after this. You want to run? The, the chief slogan was "Run it back." You want to run it back? Well, I don't like that slogan because it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with another one, right? Two, that's for sure. I ain't going nowhere, and, uh, and we're going to go for two. I love that. Let's do, let's do that. Let's let's do I go for two. Coach, congratulations. This is uh, this is something else, and I, I know uh, for you, your family, for Jason Light, the GM, for the Glazer family, this is what it is all about. One more time to be on that stage, confetti falling, etc. Right. I no doubt the worst feeling in the world after that confetti's going against you. The best feeling in the world and, uh, is when it's on your head. And, and uh, can't say enough about the Glazier family and what they've done, uh, giving me this opportunity and Jason Light building this team and this roster. It's an easy team to coach. And uh, you know, I just tried to get out of the way and let my assistants do their jobs. You did more than that. You deserve this. Thank you. Congratulations, Bruce Arians. Super Bowl champion. You like how that sounds? Super Bowl champion coach, Bruce Arians. Sounds fantastic, brother. Sounds fantastic. Super Bowl Bucks is even better. Just fantastic to be with that man after the game, well after the game, one more time. You cannot say enough about Bruce Arians' class personified uh, before this season ever began, but now to have Tom Brady come be part of the mix with all these different players, his staff. I mean, you're talking about a coach that has a a black offensive, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, run game coordinator. You talk about diversity, the first coach to ever hire two female assistants to his staff, Lori Locust, the assistant defensive line coach, MJ uh, Moral, Jada Fayar, the the Iranian-American who's the assistant strength coach. Uh, stands for all the right things. Fantastic human being. It's been such a pleasure to be around him before and after games. Even in losses, he's great to deal with. And now in victory, enjoy it for him even more with Bruce Arians. All right, Tom Brady, time to talk more about the greatest of all time. 
who led the Buccaneers with three more touchdown passes to another Super Bowl win. Here he was uh, after things were over on the podium with the confetti falling and, and having the Lombardi in his hands again. It's been an amazing year, amazing year. We got to a good start, 7-2, and two, and then had a little rough stretch where we kind of found our identity and um, played a lot better football down last December, January. And um, just really proud of all the guys, proud of all the uh, coaches, the effort we put in. Um, we knew we were playing a great football team tonight, and we got the job done. So you want to get this far, you got to get the job done, and we did it. Just surreal, folks, to stand there with Tom Brady – uh, watching him, and again, as I relayed earlier in the podcast, to, to watch him celebrate with his family, with Giselle and the kids, uh, back behind the stage. You may not have seen all this on TV. I don't know how much. Again, I've not seen a lot of the coverage because I'm there working live. NFL Network, ESPN, CBS may have been showing him with the family uh, and stuff down on the field, but he was over by me doing national radio with Westwood One, who he has an agreement with. Uh, to do and, and was doing the I'm going to Disney World with Gronk. It was surreal to be around all of this. Uh, Brady now becomes a second only to Michael Jordan. All the phenomenal players in the history of North American sports to win MVPs in a postseason. Michael Jordan with six and then Tom Brady with five of them. Not Larry Bird or Magic or Wayne Gretzky or Pick anybody in in baseball, you know, Mickey Mantle with the New York Yankees uh, that won a bunch of championships. You know, Bill Russell and those Boston Celtic teams that won nine titles in the 1960s. How many times were you the MVP, the most valuable player? Only Michael Jordan in front of Tom Brady now. And um, wow. Wow is all you can say. Wow for some of these guys. Let's hear our post-game conversations on Buccaneers Radio as things progressed along. Here on our uh, Hooters postgame sh- uh, coverage, our our great sponsor. Uh, as I got a chance to interview some of the different guys, Levante David wanted to talk with that man uh, after this was over. Nine-year veteran linebacker, one big play after another, making hits on the backs in the backfield. Edwards Alaire knocking the ball away from Travis Kelsey. Big stop after big stop. Feel great for all the Buccaneers, but specifically guys that long suffered like Levante David. Here he was after Super Bowl Fifty Five. Levante, we did so many different radio shows and post-game shows over the last nine years. I am elated to say Super Bowl champion Levante David and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's going through your mind right now? Hey, a lot of things going through my mind, man. Like I was just telling uh, them in the last interview, you know, throughout this whole week, I was just reminiscing, just looking back on all the times, you know, like just watching old film and and just looking back at all the things, all the teams that we had that came through here. and. all the teammates that I had, a lot of relationships that I built throughout this organization. And, uh, you know, this is for those guys, man. It's a lot of guys on those teams that I had in the past that I want you to enjoy this moment with me right now. You know, uh, especially my boy, Gerald McCoy. You know, everybody know me and him, we like brothers. So, uh, you know, uh, he, he texted me before the game, man. I told him I got him. And uh, we was out here to camp, come out here, man, and prove that we belong. We were champions, man. This organization deserve it. This city deserve it, man. And my teammates definitely deserve it. Why was this defense so good for uh-huh. 60 minutes tonight? How did you guys do it? We got some dogs, man. We got some dogs. Uh, we stepped up to the challenge, man, honestly. Uh, you know, it was a lot of talk about what they did to us in that first game and how they put up all those numbers uh, in the passing game, taking shots over our head. So uh, we was able to, you know, take that away. We was able to take away their strong point and then just let, our, let, our, let our guys up front go out there and have fun. And uh, Coach Bowles, you know, got that much trust in us, man. He understand 
what type of guys he got on the field, what type of talent he had. And uh, he let us go out there and play football the way we know how to play it. And uh, we was able to shut out a, a great football team. You got to tip your head off to them, man. They're a great football team, but we was better tonight. Got a touchdown on, on a great final minute of the first half to score, to yep. be up 21 to six. Then there was a long halftime. They were going to come out with the ball. What was the talk in the locker room with 30 minutes to go to try to win a championship? The great thing about it is we prepare for that halftime during practice. You know, Coach uh, did a couple of simulations of what we're going to do, uh, how to get ourselves warm, be able to come out firing. And, uh, you know, they got us a little bit on that drive. They got a good drive going, but we was able to stop them. You know, uh, our whole thing was, man, they could do whatever they want to do. As long as we stop them, create takeaways, and, um, you know, holding the field goals. You know, great football team like that, you don't hold them the field goals. So, uh, we was able to, you know, stick to the plan, and uh, everybody just stayed motivated. Everybody stayed up, and uh, we was able to get the victory tonight. I'm gonna probably leave somebody out, but for guys like Mike Evans, guys yeah. like Ali Marpet, uh -huh. Donovan Smith, Will Golston, you yeah. guys have been around here for at least four or five years. You've been here nine years. Yeah. What does it mean? especially for those guys. Now, there are yeah. a lot of guys that just showed up this year, yeah. Brady, Fournette, Gronkowski, yeah. et cetera. But what does it mean for the guys that were here over the last three or four years, eight yeah. or nine years? It means a lot for those guys, man. I talked, you know, those guys were the first guys that I hugged, the guys who I uh, 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 communicated with when everything went down. You know, whenever, when, when that uh, horn blew at the end of the game, they go to gave those guys huge hugs, man. They understand what we've been through, man. They know, they understand what it took to get here. Uh, they, 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 they remember the grind, all the, all the uh, sleepless nights we had in the past. And uh, we was able to uh, come out here, man, put it all together, man. This is what you play for. This is what you play for. I remember Derrick Bush told us a long time ago, you got to stand in love with the grind no matter what. And uh, we was able to do that. I was able to do that. Those guys were able to do that. And now we're here. We call ourselves world champions. We're going down to history. We're going to hang our banners somewhere around here. <laughs> you know, uh, so. It's definitely a great feeling, man, I, and I'm so thankful to be a part of this organization. Two more. Tom Brady, can yeah. you – I know it's an offensive guy, defensive yeah. guys begrudgingly don't want to talk about offensive yeah. guys, but can you say enough about that guy yeah. and what has now happened in one season with yeah. him at the helm? You can't say enough about him, man. He's the reason why – I mean, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. And uh, he brought that winning pedigree to this program. He brought that winning attitude, man. He gave us a great speech uh, before the football game about honor understanding what this game means you know uh, and, and we a lot of guys took that to heart a lot of guys took that to heart especially me it didn't cross my mind till he was saying it uh you know you're gonna be forever remembered your family gonna be remembered this organization gonna be remembered as a super bowl champ and uh that a lot of guys took that to heart man and we wanted it tonight and uh him with his leadership you know his playmaking ability with the guys around him you know we had all the faith in the world you know, I've, I feel so elated for you, uh, and I ended so many radio shows with you, with wanting you to encourage the Buck fans it could be better. Uh -huh. This is the one time I've been waiting to say, yeah. talk to the Buck fans yeah. about winning a Super Bowl yeah. and being excited for yeah. them and this city and a yeah. parade and the whole thing that's coming. Most definitely, man. Buck fans, we here. We here. <laughs> we remember all the hard times, man. I remember all the hard times. I used to be on Twitter looking at all the tweets and stuff like that, man, dogging us out. But uh, we still appreciate y'all, man. We uh, appreciate all the times that y'all stuck with us through the good, through the bad, and definitely through the ugly. And uh, we're here now, man. We, we, we celebrate this, and you guys' honor. We appreciate you guys for sticking with us throughout everything. And, uh, you know, especially me, you know, nine years of grinding, you know, putting up with everything that we put up with, just believing in myself, believing in this organization, and then believing in you guys. There's some, there's some true fans out there, man. 
Uh, I see it all the time, man. Some real true friends out there that stuck with us throughout our good, all the hard times. And uh, me personally, I greatly appreciate you guys, and I know that the organization do. And uh, this one for y'all, man. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have a great time with it. Levante, Super Bowl champion. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. T appreciate TJ. Thank you. Again, feel great for everybody, but the guys like Mike Evans, uh, uh, Ali Marpet, Donovan Smith, Will Golston, there are only a select few that were around over the last five or six years through all of this. Levante, and I'm probably leaving somebody out, but Levante there as well, speaking on behalf of them. Uh, another guy that we spoke to that came to this team on the eve of the season, and again, thank you, third time, thank you to Jacksonville for making him available. Didn't even have to trade for him. Uh, waved him. And Leonard Fournette scored four straight games in the postseason, registered another 100-plus yards from scrimmage with rushing and receiving. Uh, third quarter touchdown, I wanted to ask him about all of that after Super Bowl 55 was over in our Buccaneers postgame coverage on Bucks Radio. And here was number 28 in Buccaneer White and Pewter. Well, Leonard Fournette is with us. Congratulations on winning a Super Bowl championship. First of all, for this team, as a team, what does this mean to have put this together and won it, Leonard? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank God. And, uh, it, means, it means a lot uh, for, for them accepting me when I got cut two weeks prior to the season. And also building a relationship with those guys, them letting me in the brotherhood. You know, it's different when you're not participating in uh, OTAs with them uh, off-season, you know what I mean? So just for them to accept me and me to accept my role, uh, it, played, it played a big part in my game in this whole season. You scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter to help put this game away. You dream of moments like that. What was it like to live the reality? It felt great. You know, uh, since, since a child, you know, who, who wouldn't want to play in the Super Bowl? And uh, to fulfill my dreams here, on the big stage and perform how I did, I just thank nobody but God. The guy next to you, Tom Brady, has now done this seven times. He's doing another interview next to you. What has it been like the whole year to be with this guy? What was it like tonight with him leading another Super Bowl win, this time in Tampa Bay, Leonard? Uh, it feels great. You know, you see why he's a champion, how he prepares for games. Uh, you see why his resume the way it is. And uh, just me being around him, and you know, a lot of people say they hate him, but you know, for a guy that you don't know, or you, you wouldn't understand, and where he comes from, uh, it means a lot for him to pick me, to choose me to play, come play for this team, and also to help him out to get a ring. One more for Bruce Arians, the coach, a football lifer, Leonard. 40 years in coaching, he now has a ring for he, his staff, for this area. What does this mean to have put all this together? I can't put it in the world. I can't put it in words, man. We world champs. All the hard work we put in throughout the season, uh, you know, our personal issues that we had going on as uh, individuals, we put all that up beside us, and uh, I'm a world champion. We're, we're world champions. Again, so many guys that came to this team this season between he and Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski on the offense and the, and the rookie Antoine Winfield coming in the uh, secondary for this team. Um, just uh, Tristan Wirfs, the rookie offensive lineman, Ryan Suckup, the kicker, who did not miss a field goal all through the postseason. All, the, all these guys that joined Tom Brady in the first year with the Bucks, including playoff Lenny, or as he said on social media early Monday morning, now I'm Super Bowl Lenny uh, with, with uh, Tom Brady. Uh, I never heard anybody call Leonard Fournette Lenny. I don't know if his family has ever called him Lenny. 
But Tom Tom Brady's on the on the mic'd up in the Washington uh, playoff win, going Lenny, uh, and he got it done. Got it done again. Got in the end zone with that twenty-seven yard touchdown run to help the Bucks cash in. And another Buccaneer, another guy that I left off that list a second ago that was with this team all the way back 2014, 2015, a lot of losing seasons, 2017, 2018, 2019 for Cameron Brait. But the tight end made big catch after big catch down the stretch of the season in the postseason. Uh, again, caught a touchdown against Green Bay, caught more balls again on Sunday night in Super Bowl 55. Cameron Brait. You are live here on Buccaneers Radio. Congratulations on winning the Super Bowl. How does that sound, sir? Sounds unbelievable, man. Uh, Dream come true. How did this team get this done tonight, especially so impressively? Yeah, man, it was an unbelievable game by the defense. I mean, just, uh, you know, hold that offense to nine points. Uh, Just incredible job by the coaches, the players. Um, You know, we were just opportunistic on offense and and made the plays when we needed to. And, um, man, a lot of work to to get to this point and um, just an awesome feeling. Late in the first half, this team stayed on the gas with a minute to go in the half and went and got a touchdown to make the game 21-6. How big in the final analysis do you believe that was? Oh, that was huge. Uh, you know, kind of just like last week, uh, something that we, we kind of work on all the time, just two-minute offense, and, um, you know, we got helped out by, by a couple penalties on that drive, and, um, you know, we're just able to make enough plays and just the momentum that we were able to get from that to carry over the second half uh, was huge. We have been asking everybody about this. I'd love to have your take. Tom Brady, what has this been like all year, and what was it like tonight in the biggest game? Yeah, so the very first time we uh, <laughs> we hung out with Tom, we went to Tom's house after he signed, um, you know, a bunch of the receivers and tight ends, and he told us, you know, the reason I do this is so I can, I can win a Super Bowl with you guys, so I can share <laughs> that experience with you guys. And all of us were just like, yeah, all right, cool. Like, yeah, let's go win the Super Bowl. And um, he's a man of his word. He's unbelievable. He did it. <laughs> um, just an unreal experience. Just so proud to be a part of his legacy. And, um, man, just pumped for the city of Tampa. A couple of more fun ones. You were here. Levante David's right beside you when this was not so good. How much sweeter is it now that you have a Super Bowl, Cameron Bray? Yeah, it hasn't, I mean, I don't know when it'll sink in, um, but yeah, man, we lost a lot, a lot of games, uh, Levante and I, over the years, and um, man, just a culmination of a lot of hard work, a lot of perseverance, um, dealing with a lot of low points, uh, man, I'm just so happy for him, uh, he's, he's, you know, the leader, the heartbeat of our team, and uh, just so happy for him. And, and one more, a fun one, Alex Kalorn got a Stanley Cup, and he's a Harvard guy, and you're a Harvard guy, and the guys were here with the Stanley Cup back in September. You just matched him tonight. What, what does that mean for this area to have, and the Rays even won, uh, made the World Series as well, Cameron. What, what does it mean for this area and for the fans to have seen all of this unfold? Yeah, uh, especially during a tough year. Um, Man, just to provide, you know, a little bit of joy to the fans and Tampa Bay's title town. You know, we'll be uh, we'll be bringing the Lombardi to Amberley hopefully pretty soon here. Love that. Cameron, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Feel great for that guy and the smile on his face and Levante's face in front of me. 
Uh, Leonard Fournette in front of me while the interviews were going on. We're in the operational zone with an extended microphone, being able to talk to those guys after it was over. Incredible. Uh, to get to celebrate with them and they with their families. And here's hoping for the info upcoming on the parade. And however and wherever you're hearing this podcast, it's an all-timer. It's a Super Bowl 55 recap win for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congrats to them. Again, a few more accolades. Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl win. I, I don't like to throw around never. you got to be careful of words like never and always in life or in sports and records. But who is touching seven Super Bowl wins as a quarterback? When there's not an active quarterback with more than two, and if Ben Roethlisberger is done and retires, there and and Drew Brees has one, but he's probably retiring. There's no other active quarterback besides Big Ben that has more than one. Russell Wilson won, Nick Foles won, uh, also Patrick Mahomes won. Who's getting to seven? As Mahomes just found out again, it's it's hard to get the second one, much less to get to seven in what they had in New England. Uh, with all the accolades for Tom Brady. 30 points or more, four consecutive postseason games. That had never been done, Buccaneer fans, ever. Again, you got to play a wild card round game to be able to have a chance at that record. But four straight games with 30 points or more, the Packers, the Giants, and the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier in the 2000s played four postseason games and won the Super Bowl, but didn't get 30 or more in all four. New England Patriots also played four postseason games in the 85 season uh, and, uh, and got blown out by the Bears, the 85 Bears in the Super Bowl and only scored 10 points. This Buccaneer team, 30 or more with a 31 on Sunday. And again, the Chiefs were fortunate it was not 41 to 9 or worse uh, with the way that game was going in the second half uh, to just wipe out Mahomes and company. What a job again for Todd Bowles and that defense being maligned after the losses in November, including the chiefs Tyreek Hill, holding up those two fingers and doing backflips. He wasn't doing any backflips Sunday night. And again, uh, I, I had such a thrill to go on all these different radio shows and podcasts over the last two weeks. And I kept trying to tell people, this is a different team. This team has come together. Ask the, ask the saints and the Packers, uh, who the bucks took apart, Uh, in back-to-back playoff games uh, in wins in New Orleans and Green Bay. This was a different team. Chiefs Chiefs fans maybe didn't want to accept it, but especially with Brady at the controls, it was a different club. Franchise record to close out the regular season with eight straight wins. Uh, Once again, the second Super Bowl. Uh, Once again, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they beat Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes, three previous Super Bowl MVPs right in a row. To win this, you can't say enough. Uh, and again, for the Lightning to have won the Stanley Cup, the Rays to have gotten to the World Series, and the Bucks to win a championship, all within six months, in in what has just been a surreal, upside down, bizarre, awful 2020, and now into 2021 postseason for the Buccaneers. At least we got to smile in and around the Bucks. Call us Champa Bay with a C, Champa Bay, the championship area, the epicenter of American and North American sports. We don't really have an NBA team. We've sort of adopted the Toronto Raptors. The Lakers got the NBA championship. The Dodgers got the baseball championship. But hey, we got the Stanley Cup and the Lombardi with the Bucks. So we'll find out more about an upcoming parade or not uh, for this team. Probably going to be a boat parade, something like that, in these uh, COVID-19 pandemic times. But let's, let's hope we get to celebrate this. And it's, it's immortal forever. We're going to talk about this. 15 years from now, 25 years from now, there are no guarantees, Buck, Buck fans. I've said this before on the Nothing But Bucks podcast. When this team won in 02, you thought, well, they're going to win again. 
Or they're going to win maybe three of these. And I kept saying, savor the win in San Diego over the Raiders. You don't know when this happens again. It took 18 years to get back. And then you win it. So savor it right now. Get the shirts, get the hats, get the commemorative DVD. Have it on standby. Relive it online. Relive it through this podcast with the highlights. Wasn't it a blast to relive this on Super Bowl 55 with Gene and Dave calling it as has been the case all year long. And they just completed their 14th season together. I just completed the 16th year on the sideline with Gene. Ronnie Lane, again, is the answer to the trivia question. Night Train Lane was the pre- and post-game host on Buccaneers Radio for this Super Bowl win. He was on the sideline on Buccaneers Radio on the the network for the previous Super Bowl. So he and Gene are the answer to the trivia question. The two guys part of both Buccaneers Radio broadcasts, along with our director of broadcasting, Jeff Ryan. Uh, Again, my thanks to Steve Carney. Heroic effort again, getting me all the highlights and the interviews after this is over in the middle of the night, Sunday night into Monday morning. Fantastic stuff. Buck fans, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We've had a blast bringing you nothing but Bucks all throughout the football season. Again, make sure you're subscribed. There could be an upcoming postseason special here that we do on Nothing But Bucks with more interviews, etc. If you're subscribed through the Buccaneers mobile app, through Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts, you will get Nothing But Bucks automatically to you. But thank you for being with me all throughout this postseason run. Incredible. I've been in the Tampa Bay media since 1991, on and off, and nationally with SiriusXM, Fox Sports Radio, tune in. My roots, though, are here in Tampa Bay. I'm a Memphian by birth. I'm an adopted uh, resident of Tampa Bay, and rightfully so. What a time. What a time to be a Tampa Bay sports fan and be in and around this and be around it in the media. Incredible incredible to watch the B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S Go Bucks Get it done. That'll do it for now. Super Bowl 55 champions, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we'll find out who all comes back for the 2021 regular season. As you heard Bruce Arians say, he wants to go for two. Uh, Tom Brady's not going anywhere, it doesn't look like. Get ready, Buccaneer fans, in this offseason as we start talking free agency and draft in a few weeks and months. And then before you know it, the defending champion Buccaneers will get to defend their title in 2021. Love it. Fantastic stuff. Thank you for being with me, however you found us here on Nothing But Bucks. I am merely T.J. Reeves. Super Bowl champs, baby, over the Kansas City Chiefs. A second Super Bowl win for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you've been hearing all about it on Nothing But Bucks.